remember sometime around when I was 10 years old, my mom pulled me aside and said, Allie, don't you think it would be amazing if you were a princess? I was like, yeah, of course, that would be so cool. And she went into this big elaborate thing about how I could be a princess of this country over in Europe and all this stuff. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I, you know, Princess Diaries style secretly a princess? And they just haven't told me and really made me feel like it was a possibility that I could be an actual princess. I remember going to school the next day and saying something to one of my friends and said, well, my mom said that, that I'm an actual princess. And my friend looked at me, rolled her eyes, obviously, and said, oh, my gosh, every parent tells their daughter that she's a princess. You're not a princess. And I walked away, and I'm just like kind of confused maybe, but also with this deep-seated desire, hoping that maybe I was actually a princess. This is one of the things that I do teach my daughters. I teach them that they are princesses of the kingdom of God. I teach them that I am a princess of the kingdom of God and our their dad, my husband, is a prince of the kingdom of God because we are accepted into his royal family. We are accepted into the kingdom of God through our baptism. Today, um, Aquinas's Lenten meditations was surrounding the crown of thorns. And instead of going into how he reflected on the crown of thorns, I wanted to share what came to mind for me. Because in his uh, reflection here, it really focused on the glory and honor that comes from being crowned. It really focused on um, how it is that Mary gave him his flesh and the foreshadowing in the Old Testament and, and a couple different things. But uh, what I really want to focus on is I believe the crown of thorns shows us that Jesus is the king of the wounded. He is the king of the broken. He is the king of the hurting. And because we are accepted into his kingdom, his kingdom here on earth involves the prince of this earth, which is sin, right? It's Satan. It has sin. And so because we live on this earth now, we too are crowned with thorns. We are hurting. We are broken. And Jesus Christ took that suffering upon himself to be crowned with thorns. And he says to us, come, let me remove this crown of thorns. Let me place my hands on your head and heal you. And then may you join me in glory in heaven, and may I place upon you a renewed crown, a pure crown. I believe that Jesus Christ wants us to draw near to him. He says, come to me, all those who are weary and heavy laden or burdened, and I will give you rest. Anytime that we have a major wound, anytime that we have something that needs medical attention, they have to first remove the object and then place something in place, a stitch, glue, whatever it might be that they're utilizing at the time, and then it can start the healing process. But first, whatever it is that is causing that woundedness needs to be removed. You have to take it out first. And so this is that call right now during Lent to remove what it is that is holding you back from being near to God. What is holding you back? What is in that wound, what is inside that is keeping you broken? And are you surrendering that to Jesus saying, God, take this from me, heal me, give me your peace, give me your understanding. That doesn't mean that he's going to heal all illness. 
I myself am currently waiting on MRI results for a brain scan that I just had yesterday. I don't expect full healing. I don't expect it to be clear. This isn't the type of wound that we are asking Jesus to remove from us. Yes, he can work in miraculous ways, but the wound that we want him to remove is that wound of anxiety, is that wound of fear, is that wound of of the unknown, of, of not trusting him fully, that he is going to make all things beautiful in his time. He wants to heal those wounds. Because while we are on earth, we are going to suffer from sickness. We are going to suffer from death. We are going to suffer at the hands of another in some form or fashion, intentionally or unintentionally. It doesn't matter. But Christ chose to embrace every level of public humiliation and suffering that trillions of people now know about throughout all the generations that his name has been passed through. Trillions of people have learned about the crown of thorns. He allowed that to happen so that we know that although we too are currently crowned with a crown of thorns, that we are too suffering with him on this earth, that he died and rose again and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. He tore the temple down and he rebuilt it in three days. He did that for us. He did that for you. And all he's asking is let him remove that crown. Let him remove the thorns from your forehead. Let him heal those wounds. It's all that he wants to do for you. It's all that he wants to do for you. He wants you to experience that healing. He wants you to experience the love and the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's all he's wanted for all of us from the very beginning. And so I just want to challenge you again today, continue to seek him in your Lenten fasting, in your almsgiving, and in your prayer, and allow him to transform your life in a way that has never been done before. You've got this. Jesus has you in his hands, I promise. Just turn to him, and and he's just sitting there waiting. He, He will let his hands bleed as he pulls those thorns from your head. God bless you. I am praying for you along this Lenten journey, and I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Take care.